This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Good evening, Jason Glick. How are you? I'm doing great, John. How about you? Okay, not too. I'm not. I'm not doing too bad. Um, yeah. So, how are things in Glickland or whatever? <laughs> oh, things things are just fine right now. It's like, <laughs> and yeah, because like now it's like I'm I'm taking a break from you know the usual frivolous stuff I talk about. You know. Mm-hmm. To talk about a series that you know like deals with like you know stuff like you know relevant to the real world, at least in an allegorical form. Mm. Yeah, because God knows, like I I read a lot of the stuff you know because like you know I see it like I there is some as as I'm living in this in this great country, it's like I'm obligated to you know keep up on like what's going on the polit- in the in the what's going on in it, and it's like a lot of political stuff just just drives just drives me fucking nuts, and just like just seeing. <laughs> This person, I am just, I will be saying I'm just, hard, I am, I don't say a hardcore Democrat, but I'm just saying, like, you know, the Democrats are basically, like, you know, they're the lesser of two evils here. Like, the, the Republicans just, you know, want to completely fuck everything up, and but the um, Democrats are more often than not just, like, too much, too big of pussies to, um, you know, really stand up to them and just call them, call these guys out on, out on everything. But, you know, it's like, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's this kind of polemic stuff that, you know, that, um, that the series I'm going to be talking about, um, Brian Woods DMZ, is founded, founded upon, because um, this because um, now let me talk about Wood for a bit, because Wood has been around for um, in the industry for quite some time. He got his start um, with uh, this with, with an independent um, company called AIT Planet Lar, which um, published a lot of his early stuff, including um, Channel Zero, um, the, Courier, the Couriers, and a lot of this had um, had very you know, had very like strong, had very strong like, um, like pl- uh, very strong like you know like um, rebe- rebellious um like self right self righteous element. Just you know, just just like t- looking at the, just like taking a look at authority and just saying you know fuck you. This is what I'm this is what I'm gonna do. It's like and also just like you know rejecting a lot of, it's like a lot of what was like um like a lot, a lot of like the, you know the regular main what mainstream considered considered cool and just like you know trying trying like like just just like shot his own voice into the, it's like in, into the medium. So like a lot of this stuff was good. The Couriers is a great, um, great little action series about, it's like about these, um, about, about these male cur- about these cur- like independent um, like couriers in in New York who just you know, who also just like 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 to, like to pack heat and just like you know, would take on like any kind of, it's like any kind of like odd jobs that that would that, that would get them that would. Just, that would get them going. So it was it's like it was are great. They, are they were they like hitmen? Not not really hitmen. It's just like you know like they were like they had to uh, vigilantes for hire. Pretty pretty much in some cases because like the first first story I um, had them protecting this one girl who had memorized the symphony from her um from her um chi- from her Chinese cap captor and they had to basically protect her in order so she so she could finally play it and just like you know basically just this guy who um. This crazy general who just wanted to keep this th- the symphony for himself, and um, that's so, and that was the so, that was that was the thing right there. The second volume involved them taking taking on a bunch of like um, motorbike assholes, and the third one was a prequel that showed you how they it's like how they kind of got started. It was good stuff, and um, but you know would um, he always like he always seemed like you know just had this like this cooler than now. It's like you know like hey I I reject your mainstream ideology, so go on so you can go and fuck yourself. I mean like he. <laughs> 
yeah, even though he's like he he did some some Marvel work um, when Warren Ellis recruited him to um do a soft reboot for Generation X, he um thoroughly rejected. He seemed to thoroughly reject you know, working for working for the man. It's like in it's like in a lot of cases, hmm. but um, but then eventually he he hooked up with DC, and while he didn't, I didn't actually, he didn't start writing any of their superhero series. He did get a, get a couple of series going through Vert, Vertigo, um, DMZ being the um, most significant with Northlanders, um, falling close behind. Now, D, now, okay, now DMZ's. I've talked. I've talked about. I've written up several volumes of the series on the site before, and it, the short version is basically about the um, Second American Civil War. Now, this, this series was um, started in um, 2006. You know, right right towards the latter end of the Bush, it's like the Bush era, and you know, like if and when someone does a does a, a series about you know like like fat, um, things in America just show breaking down to the point where you know the disenfranchised are like taking up arms. And um, like fighting for what, trying to get back what they've lost, it so it comes across as um, as eerily plausible. What I think, the mo- yeah, what I think the most regrettable thing about the series is, well, is that um, you know this it's that well, here we are in 2012 and it still feels um, like eerily relevant. Like we are still we are still a nation nation um, like um, ideologically divided, and we've got it's like and. And, like our, and these two, and two sides are just like you know still still butting heads butting heads with each other like um, more concerned with like you know like trying to like um, annihilate the other's position than anything else. I realize I'm you know kind of part of the problem on on this because you know fuck Republicans and all, but still um, with but also but still you know just it's something you know, there's still a lot of disenfranchised out there and you know unless you know unless things get better it's like you know there's there's a chance that you know hey eventually someone like it could get you know, things could get worse than, you know, this this series could come to pass. But, you know, I doubt it. I doubt it will. But, you know, just the fact that the series, my fondest wish for the series while I was reading, would just be, I would be able to look at this one day and 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 think about, and look at it as a relic. You know, just like, just look at it and say, you know, were we really that angry? Were we really that divided as a nation at the time to foster something like this? And, you know, we haven't got there yet. And as a result, DMZ still remains like eerily, it's like eerily, leve- eerily relevant, relevant, but still also a compelling read as well. Now, the series um, is told through the le- through the, the um, point of view of one um, Matty Roth, who starts as a um, intern to um, Victor Ferguson, a war reporter, and you know he's just like, like you know just you're just this one kid who's like he's rebelling against his parents, he's going to going to the war zone, wants 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 to see what the war war is like, and just like you know get it, like you know. Hopefully, you know, just make a name for himself in the process. Well, he does a lot more than that because, as he is as he's sent into the war zone, it's like his the um his helicopter is shot is shot down. Um, um his um Ferguson is presumed dead, and now he's got all of his all of his gear and um but no no contacts no no nothing. It's like in this it's like in this place. So he's but fortunately he's rescued by um part of the one. Like one of the most generous souls in the, it's like in the city, um, a, a freelance medic by the name of Z Hernandez. She's skeptical of the fact that you know, like, hey, you're this, you're, yeah, you're this war, you're this, uh, this guy coming in from the, the mainland trying to see how we are. It's like, well, you know, I, it's like, I know you've got your preconceptions, but and so you can just go fuck yourself right there. But then she realizes that you know, hey, maybe he he can act. This, he he, he kind of does want to do the right thing, so maybe we can eventually, like, you know, like, like try to. Like, 
you know, show him how things are, and then hopefully he'll be able to make the right choices from there on out. Now, 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 like from now, this that's that's basically the first first volume, right? Right there, as Maddie gets um, gets integrated in, into the DMZ, um, he gets finds a place to live, gets um, starts making connections first with first with the Z, then with then with the um, this a militant group called the um, it's called the Ghosts who are patrolling Central Park, and um, eventually like you know, um, eventually like the the Free States, the uh, po- the opposition group to the uh, like to, to the to the U.S. Now things now and things that take things get like a uh, things get much more interesting when we get to the second volume, and then we find out you know, just exactly how this war could have arose. Could have arose. So essentially. It's not just like you know, like oh, one side versus the other. Essentially, this is like all the um, asymmetric warfare, the uh, insurgent, the insurgent tactics, the terrorist, like terrorist strikes that that happened everywhere else. Only now, it's being applied to, to the U.S. Because like, there's no like say front. There is no like you know, yeah, there's some parts parts that are you know, controlled by the free states. But there's also just like a lot of there's also all these like insurgent tactics. I mean, this this isn't a um, you know like you can't draw a line in the sand between between the borders in this war. Every like the bad guys, the bad guys are everywhere. The uh, the good guys are the guys try to be are, are also in the same places. But you know it's it's hard to tell like you know who's who like like depending on which side you're on. Um, Wood takes the tactic that you know it's like by by focusing on just like the regular um, people in the DMZ as well as like all the people who are just people who are just trying to live, people who couldn't get out. From, this, from the city of Manhattan in time, sorry, Manhattan Island, and they're and they're just trying to try, trying to live trying to live their own lives. And he he does a good job of like of illustrating all the uh, all, like all the people who live there from the uh, like from the from both from, from the insert from the actual insurgents and the peop, to the people who um you know make the city not safe to be in at night to the former former suicide bombers to to the um. To even the, graf- the graffiti artists and the crime lords, such as um, Wilson, um, the uh, Chinese, it's like the head of Chinatown, who uh, who, met, who becomes Maddie's um, unlikely friend and resource, it's like in, it's like in this in the city. Now, the thing about Maddie though is that he that you know it's like the um, the expectation is that you know he was going to be the kind of guy who you know eventually who you know yes he's um he's ignorant. He's ignorant, self-righteous, but he's eventually going to, uh, you know, learn how to do the right thing, and like eventually, like you know, hopefully save the city and all. Well, yes, that does happen, but it takes a long time to get there, because because basically the first um, two-thirds of the series are basically spent showing that Maddie um, is in way over his head, and even though he's got, he he does want to do the right thing. Um, the right thing is n- is not exactly obvious, and even and even then, after he's done, after he's done his thing, he finds out that you know he's fucked up in some way. That someone has, someone is going to suffer um, for like for his penchant to um, you know get the story or expose expose wrongdoing. This happens when he um, takes on the Halliburton-esque Trustwell Corporation and shows that they're actually um, like uh, running a running a terrorist cell within the city in order to um, in order to help secure their contracts. And also, it's like uh, uh, trying to remember where right here. But but also when, but also more, most importantly, when he starts um, working for Parco Delgado, the um, the surprise candidate in the um, election for a, for provisional government for Manhattan. Now, Parco um, is meant to like 
is meant to uh, be the uh, represent the uh, the uh, feeling of an outside force, someone who was not part of the uh, system, who was going to be going to come in, make a change, like show you, like basically show all those fat cats and on the free states and um, United States sides, but what what's really up? It on one level, it's not hard to see him as an Obama analog, considering the, considering the series ran did run around run around the time that uh, I mean this particular part in the series um, was running around the time when. Um, when, when Obama's campaign was going, but um, but it also shows like you know Maddie getting completely swept up in Parker's ideology, and you know if anything I think this might have been one of the weakest parts of the series because I can understand what um, Wood is trying to show with Parco Del- Delgado, but he doesn't actually but he, the guy actually doesn't have um, a whole lot of charisma on the page. I mean I like, guess we see him like, you know like you know just making like. Showing up at the uh, at a press conference and just like you know running his message, and um, it's like, then like, you know like um, making a uh, surprise speech after he's been after after surviving an assassination attempt, in order to uh, like um, and then um, coming back to deliver this climactic speech on the day of his election, um, it's yeah, but um, it's like it's but you don't get the you never quite I never I was never quite sold on like, you know like what um you know how. Why Maddie would fall head over heels with this guy, um, in in the name of the plot. I mean, like it's I can see why it was necessary for the plot. I mean, it's like, but it's more of like a, a mechanical grinding of the wheel wheels rather than any like you know, yeah, it's like yeah, I'd vote for him too, um, type of sensation. But but the best part of the, of this the whole Parker Delgado um arc is that we um we see Maddie like you know. Don't stop being like you know, just like the the, the um, reporter on the ground and being an integral part of Parco's campaign. Just like he drank the Kool Aid on this guy, and now he's he's actually in he's actually in with the um, main powers for the DMZ. And after you after reading this, the previous volumes and realizing that you know, Maddie Maddie is not a player. Maddie is just like always the last to figure out something. He is usually just you know like being um. Just you know, just like sometimes being manipulated, easily manipulated by those around him, and um, and just to seeing that to see this guy decide that you know okay I want to step up I want to be a player I want to be one who affects change in this city I want to be in a position of power, and that's not going to end well at all because um, Maddie um, does do something truly um, tragic and me- and messed up, and it sets the stage and. And it's just a stage for the um, for the final act of the series is he realizes that he needs needs to answer for what he's for what he's done, and um and eventually like that that eventually sets, that sets up his his his, re- his redemption and his role in the uh, invent, eventual um, cessation of hostilities. Now it's like that's like all this now all this is um is a is is a compelling read for the. Like for the most part, and the last two volumes also make also um dry, also do a good job of showing you um Matt like you know how circumstances have changed for Maddie how he finally he finally gets it he finally realizes that you know okay this is this is what I need this is what I was meant to do in like in the city and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it regardless of what I regardless of what happens to me at the end because the final volume the Five Nations of New York actually does wraps things up um beautifully because with the um war end. With the war effectively ended in the pre- in volume eleven, this one shows you like the um, the rebuilding process. And yeah, it's like it, like everything's over. We're all gonna be friends again, but there's going to be still gonna be like a whole lot of 
like um, anger and heartbreak in the process as well. But so, like, what I think the most interesting thing about this this, this volume is is that it shows is, is Maddie's ultimate fate because uh, I can't I don't want to go into it because it's but I will just say that you know he makes a decision about you know his about accepting responsibility that you know he just has him taking the fall for stuff that that not only that he did have a direct role and was responsible for but also a lot of stuff that you know he was um just you know there at the scene you know like it wasn't really him but you know he he was kind of it's kind of like a guilt by association and even though like he could have said like no hey no that this wasn't me this is how it went down no he just cops to everything he does and but also i mean like i can understand like it's clear why he does this but it also it's also fascinating the way that it ultimately serves a way in my eyes a way, as a way of preserving his message um as a as a, the chronicler of the of the of the of the uh, of life in the in the DMZ cuz the final issue has he has has someone it is I'm told from the perspective of someone visiting um um New York 15 years after the conflict seeing the city rebuilt like in all its glory but also doing it um, to the tune of, of the novel that Maddie wrote, based on his ex- experience. Now, had Maddie not copped to um, everything that was thrown at him, um, it's easy to see that he that he that um, he would have his message would have been worthless. That he would have just that he would have been constantly dogged by this by this thing like, yeah, yeah, I realize you weren't guilty of this stuff, but all this stuff, but you got out. But there's some stuff you need to take responsibility for, man. It's like his his message would have been tainted by the stuff he did do. Um, rather than the stuff he didn't, but by copying to all this, I, I get the feeling that you know we're, he's leaving this message by saying, "Whoa, yeah, I know he realized he needed to be punished for this, but man, he got a raw deal right there." So it's so I was so it's so it's fascinating to see like how his like how just like how his decision like ultimately was like yeah it was a hard decision to make, but the fact that he was able to do it um, makes does make him an interesting character, and even. And you know, in retrospect, it it's like rereading all the series, all the volumes in the series shows me that you know, it's like yes, um, he was he was portrayed as like kind of as a real dick, as a real inexperienced, inexperienced little bitch at the time, but you know, all this stuff, it all makes sense in the end. It all flows. It's like his his arc is is truly truly interesting, fascinating in the core of the series. And it's and it's ultimately what makes make, makes it worth reading. Um, also, um, art is provided by um, for the majority of the volume by um, Ricardo Bricelli, who I've had no familiar familiarity with um, before this the series. And um, he he's got a great handle on um, it's like on industrial side of New York, showing mostly showing it in ruin in ruins, but also with the characters characters and their their emotions he's he's got a good eye for detail even though he and his well his style starts off as very uh, as a, a very very detailed very um very thin lined it eventually grows much more looser it's like as the series goes on which i also want to think is also mostly down to um you know the deadlines of keeping up with a with a monthly comic for the most part but he also but um wood also has a lot of talented um like talented artists, I'm also contributing work from his um, from frequent collaborators. I'm um, Christian Donaldson and I'm um, Ryan Kelly. I'm contrib- um, contributing um, like art um, art to this art to this series. We also get um, contributions from from Nathan from Nathan Fox, um, Cliff Chang, um, Daniel Zazelge, and um, David Lapham. 
as well as a lot of um, other other great people like who um, contribute to the um, anthology um, issue fifty. But overall, I mean, it's a great looking series that, that also nails the um, the look and feel of the city like um, immersed in wartime. So yeah, I guess you know ultimately overall, like the series, like you know, it's like it may like even though it has the uh, look. You know, like it may seem like like medicine, like you know something that um, that you know you that you need to read, like in order to just like you know that, that's it's going to like 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 make you better informed about the uh, about the uh, world at large, but it's also going to be like you know just like telling you like stuff, just just telling you a lot of stuff that's like your that 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 you uh, that should be that should be obvious, but um, it's still but overall it's like it's still a compelling. It's a compelling story of the city during wartime, and even though it's like, yeah, it's about, it's it's, it's focused squarely in a fictitious version of the U.S. It's still um, a great allegory for all for all other con- like all other integral conflicts. It's like at, it's like that, like in this that that have the same role because like I've heard it described as like you know the best um, best story best comic book series about the Iraq War, and you know it's like hey I'm willing to agree with that assessment right there. So yeah, it's a, like it may seem like medicine, but it's still a still a compelling still a compelling read on its on its own on its own terms. It's like and it's also and it's also not and you know, it may seem may hammer you over the head at, at times, but still it's got great, a lot of compelling characters, a lot of compelling compelling stories. I'm glad I I'm glad I read it. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> there you go, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like stuff, I'm, just, huh? yeah, I'm just, just wrapping it up with like the most perfunctory way I know how, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that'll wrap it up. Do you know what's on tap for next time? No goddamn clue, but I will. But as but as everyone else knows that I'm in two weeks. Two weeks from now, it's Comic Con. That's it, Comic Con, the the con of all cons, correct? No, no. AX is the con of all cons. Um, <laughs> Comic Con is just uh, is, is as I like to call it, Christmas in July. There you go. All right, and we'll catch you later. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. <laughs>